Do you feel shame because of who you tell yourself you are? Or do you feel shame because of what the cluspy personality or narcissist did to cause you grief or trauma? So is it something that someone else necessarily did in your past to cause you grief or trauma that has you feeling shame right now? Or is it because of who you tell yourself you are? Because a lot of us, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, you're carrying the shame of the cluster personality or narcissist. But is it really because of who you tell yourself you are or is it something necessarily that the cluspy personality or narcissist did to cause you grief or trauma is this the reason behind the shame next question how often do you experience guilt for choosing to take a mental break from the unhealthy relationship pause i mean let's just face it being in a relationship with a cluspy personality and narcissist is a roller coaster ride emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, even mentally. I mean, sometimes our energy bodies feel very drained. Okay, so sometimes we need a break from that. We need an intermission. Some of us live with the cluster personality and the narcissist. So it's not that easy just to take off and leave the relationship and go no contact. But every now and then, you know, it's been my experience that you need that break. You need that intermission from the unhealthy relationship with the cluster personality and the narcissist. So how often, the question again is how often do you experience guilt for choosing to take the mental break from the unhealthy relationship? Because some of us have just snatched, okay, those intermissions. We just snatched what little time we had, right, for a little break. We didn't want to argue over nothing on a particular day or night when the narcissist or cluster personality came home from work. Okay, I know a lot of you can relate to this. You just didn't want to argue. You just didn't want to fight about nothing. You got tired of the drama and the chaos over nothing. Okay? So, and even some of us have experienced the being on the receiving end of the narcissistic injury. Some of us have been on the receiving end you know, you just get tired of the rages or the episodes of rages. So you just need a little break. And some of us actually feel guilty for snatching what little time we have to take the break. And this is very often the case. But when you think about the theme and the tone of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist and the cluspy personality, yeah, it is very often that a person feels guilty a lot of us who are involved with the cluster personality and who are involved emotionally with the narcissist or the cluster personality, we've been groomed to feel guilt and shame. Just think about that. So whenever we do something so-called good for ourselves, yeah, the guilt will creep up and sometimes even shame. Okay, so how often do you experience guilt? for choosing to take a mental break from the unhealthy relationship. Next question, what do you do to constructively 
express your emotions. Pause. So some of us, you know, we express what we feel. We express our emotions. And sometimes it's not very constructive. Sometimes we are reactionary. <laughs> okay, I've been there, done that myself. There were times that I slipped. There were times that I went on and I expressed what was on my mind. I expressed my emotions. And it wasn't so constructive. Okay, so let's just be for real and ask the question, what do you do to constructively express your emotions? And give yourself a pat on the back for those times instead of kicking yourself and beating yourself up for the times that you did not do this. It is very difficult to be in a, in a relationship with the cluspy personality and the narcissist. It is a roller coaster ride. Okay? It is very difficult. So there will be moments where we will be reactionary. Now, I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying we're human beings. Okay? <laughs> we're going to make mistakes. But again, the critical question is, what do you do to constructively express your emotions? Just think about those times that you did that. For instance, the times that the narcissist may have wanted to go you into an argument, but you took the high road. You didn't get into it. You did not entertain him or her. You wasn't going to get yourself dragged into yet another chaotic drama. Okay, you wasn't going to do that. So give yourself a pat on the back. That could be considered a constructive way to express your emotions. Sure, you were upset. Sure, you felt whatever emotion it was about what he or she may have said to may have influenced some type of emotion in you, such as sadness or anger. Yeah, but you constructively expressed that emotion by taking the high road. Maybe you went to the gym and worked out instead. Maybe you took a walk. Maybe you took a drive. Maybe you went out and, you know, enjoyed a movie or two. Maybe you went out with some friends instead of spending time with the narcissist arguing about nothing or staying in a hostile environment. So, again, what do you do to constructively express your emotions? And give yourself a pat on the back for that. Next question. What outlet have you provided yourself to cope and heal from the aftermath of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist or the cluspy personality. Paul, so what outlet have you provided yourself? And I mentioned just before, do you go to the gym? Do you go out in nature? Do you go out for walks? Do you have a bicycle? Do you, you know, do you have a motorcycle? Do you go out for a drive sometime? Do you go to the beach? Do you just take that mental break? <laughs> you know, all of these can be an outlet a healthy outlet, a positive outlet, a constructive outlet. And we have to provide this for ourselves because the cluspy personality and the narcissist is not going to provide that. The last question is, what outlet have you provided yourself to cope and heal from the aftermath of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist and the cluspy personality? There's a whole lot of things that are available as far as like an outlet. First tool. Begin to practice principles such as vulnerability and courage that may become a real game changer for you. Paul, so practice a few principles, vulnerability and courage. They kind of are linked and go hand in hand. It takes courage to become vulnerable or permit yourself to become vulnerable. 
of course, in a safe environment, to become vulnerable in front of the narcissist or the cusby personality is probably not emotionally safe or secure for a lot of people. If you are not feeling emotionally safe with being vulnerable in front of him or her, well, yeah, it's probably time to take a relationship inventory. Okay, next tool. Try to envision who you really feel and think that you are separate from who the narcissist or the cluspy personality says you are. I mean, really, the cluspy personality and the narcissist, they have a false self-image. So how in the world can they tell you who you are? They can't. They are feeding the beast called the false self-image. So how can they really tell you who you are? Third tool, incorporate tranquility in your daily life. Taking time out to become quiet may help you to focus on what you need in order to heal and thrive forward. That's pretty self-explanatory. So if we take time out to focus, I mean, take some of that time out to get quiet, to be still, and focus on what is it that you really need? What do you desire? You know, how do you envision your life? Is the narcissist or the cluster personality a part of it? When you think about becoming quiet and still and envisioning a life full of joy or abundance and prosperity, is the narcissist and the cluster personality a part of that vision? Yeah. It's pretty tough to put them in that vision, isn't it? <laughs> Considering what you already go through, I'm probably guessing what some of you are already going through, and I'm speaking from experience. I no longer have a relationship with a cluster personality. However, when we envision our lives of prosperity, <laughs> I don't think the narcissist is one of the first people that we think of that we can place in that vision. Okay, so take some time out to get quiet and to get, you know, to become still and focus on what you need in order to thrive forward, in order to heal. Step number one, analyze the situation. Step number two, identify the core problem. Step three, define your audience. Step four, develop communication objectives. Step five, determine the key promise and support points. Step six, define your strategic approach. Step seven, match communication approach to identified motivation barrier. Okay, now some of you may be reading this and say, well, that doesn't sound like anything that you can apply to your personal relationships, but I beg to differ. But hold on, yes you can. All of these you can apply to your personal relationships, not just when you go to work or when you go to school. These are steps that you can use whenever you are dealing with a challenge and or a problem. Again, whether that is personal or it's a challenge that's dealing with your finances, your job, uh, your education, whatever projects you may be working on. So you can use focus intention techniques anywhere. So I want to invite my stars especially to take a look at these steps 
and find out which one will work for you when you're dealing with uh, the narcissist and impulsive personality type. Jokey B. Okay, tool number one. Remember, your life has purpose. Certainly is not meant to be spent trying to please the narcissist or the cluster personality. Because remember, the narcissist or the cluster personality, their main objective is source supply or to have control or a sense of control and fuel in the relationship. They have a whole lot of unrealistic expectations. So surely, okay, <laughs> your entire life is not meant to be spent trying to please the narcissist or the cluster personality. So remember, your life has purpose. Tool number two, try to find some productive or actually fun activities to engage in in your life. Because when you think about it, if you are involved with the cluster personality or the narcissist, a lot of your time and your energy and your heart is invested in him or her. And all the while, you're not being appreciated. So try to find something productive and fun to engage in. Try to find some other activities that you find very pleasant because it's not very pleasant to try to fulfill unrealistic expectations of a narcissist or a cluster personality. Tool number three, give yourself permission to continue building your support base the support base actually is designed and navigated by you to help you thrive forward past narcissistic abuse and unhealthy relationships. Topics of discussion. The story that the narcissist has sold you is not your story. It's a lie. Second topic. Do not assume that the narcissist and those with a cluster personality are behaving naturally. Third topic. Why the narcissist and a cluster personality hates you practicing personal boundaries. Point number one. One of the most damaging effects of narcissistic abuse is deception. Narcissists must manipulate others into believing the same lies that he or she tells themselves constantly in order to influence others into narcissistically supplying them. Unfortunately, most of the time, deception works in favor of the narcissist and of course personality because many buy the ultimate lie that has been sold to them. Next point. The ultimate lie that narcissists sell is that you are their property to control and do not have free will to think and choose for yourself. Those who feel a strong sense of obligation, responsibility, and loyalty have brought unto this ultimate lie more than anyone else. Narcissists and those with a cluster personality are only loyal to his or her false self-image and will usually engage in some of the most diabolical acts to obtain narcissistic supply. It is not best to assume that this is a natural way 
for one to behave. However, it is advisable to understand that due to the predatory nature of narcissists, this is how he or she does tend to behave when it concerns people in general. Okay, so even though it is not natural, right? It is not natural for people to engage in such behavior, such as diabolical acts to obtain narcissistic supply. Okay, this is not natural. This is not usually how we human beings do, right? However, you do have some human beings who have a predatory nature and to them, see, this is what we have to understand that due to their predatory nature, it is within their nature to behave in such a way when it concerns people in general. That is to use people for narcissistic supply. So a narcissist goes against what is natural and that is to connect to other people, to desire the connection. Narcissists and cluster personalities, they have detached. They have turned that off. That is what makes them less humane. They are still human, and I know that's debatable. I know. <laughs> I'm just making a point here that it is not natural to not have the desire to connect to other human beings. When a person has a predatory nature, this means that he or she will behave in a particular way. Meaning, if we're talking about a narcissist, their predatory natures will have them engaging in diabolical acts in order to obtain the narcissistic supply. For any individual to not have empathy for others to the point of devaluating, discarding, and causing damage without any remorse is not natural behavior for human beings. However, there are some who would debate what is natural behavior and what is not. Let's move forward. Personal boundaries are a natural and healthy way of relating to others without placing anyone on the defense, while at the same time being able to love yourself enough to hold yourself accountable for your own overall well-being. Narcissists detest others practicing personal boundaries. By practicing personal boundaries, you show the narcissist that narcissistic abuse is not tolerated. Okay, so by practicing personal boundaries, uh, another thing that's happening is more than likely you are practicing self-preservation. The narcissist has no problem practicing self-preservation. As we all know, well, a lot of us, as we know, right, from personal experience, that he or she will place themselves first with no problem. However, with you doing that, the narcissist has a problem. The narcissist does not like anyone practicing personal boundaries because it leaves them starving. It leaves them without the narcissistic supply that they fiend for. Okay, so you, you, they cannot tap into the energy field of another person who's practicing self-preservation, personal boundary, assertion, and emotional discipline. So on one hand, the narcissist doesn't mind practicing self-preservation. On the other, you're not to practice self-preservation or personal boundaries because that leaves them starving. Let's move forward. Practicing personal boundaries is another way to practice self-preservation, which is one of the fundamental actions of any living organism. At the earliest stages, the living learn from others how to preserve for self. However, it is at the core of every living organism to desire survival in order to exist. Therefore, self-preservation is a natural principle. The narcissist and cosmic personality, they don't give diddly squat <laughs> about this unless it only concerns him or her. 
when it comes to other people, they are not to do what is natural, and that is to practice self-preservation, to ensure their own survival, to ensure their own uh, existence. The narcissist and cosmic personality wants to take others out. They want the narcissistic supply. The only person that's supposed to practice self-preservation in the narcissist's eyes is the narcissist. So in order to let the narcissist know that narcissistic abuse will not be tolerated, one of the first things that you have to do is practice personal boundaries and self-preservation. You have to kind of combine the two. And they are correlated, actually. So it is only natural to want to preserve your own existence and thrive, okay, and to survive and to continue to live. The narcissist and cosmic personality is doing it. They just have a problem with others doing it. Narcissistic abuse is not natural. It occurs. It's not natural. Okay, so in order to say no to narcissistic abuse and let the narcissist know shenanigans will not be tolerated, narcissistic abuse will not be tolerated, a person has to practice personal boundaries. It kind of goes hand in hand. And before they know it, they'll be practicing self-preservation, leaving the narcissist starving having to go elsewhere for the narcissistic supply. This does not mean that he or she will not attempt to hoover or bully the person into supplying him or her. They cannot make the person supply him or her if they have chosen to do something so natural as to practice personal boundaries and self-preservation. First tool, practice personal boundaries. This is only natural in order to maintain your existence Second tool, discontinue to be emotionally available to the narcissist and cosmic personality. Your love, compassion, and kindness will never be reciprocated by him or her. Narcissists do not value love, compassion, forgiveness, or kindness. Third tool, build and work your strong support base by first drawing up the blueprint. Find out where you are now financially, spiritually, emotionally, sexually. Physically and mentally. Okay? These are the references and resources. Please check these out below in the description box. On that note, I want to thank everybody for joining me today or tonight. Wow, I certainly hope everyone has enjoyed that video. And thank you again, my stars especially, for joining me today or tonight. And wherever you may be right now, I wish you the very best love possible. A friendly reminder, every Sunday and every Thursday, there are new videos that are coming out. However, all of you who have just joined the Star Family, welcome to the Luminous Star Family, and don't forget to select the notification bell. So that way, every Sunday, every Thursday, you'll be the first to know about those new videos coming out. I'm Luminous Star again. Thank you everyone for joining me today or tonight. Stay tuned for more vlogs and stay tuned for more videos. Incubator of life through our lines.